0: Life is filled with both sunshine and storms. But without God's navigation, souls can easily become spiritually shipwrecked. Anchored in Christ is a weekly broadcast that ministers the scriptures so we can know Christ the Savior and enjoy salvation, security, strength, and stability found only in Him as we set sail through life's marvelous journey. Here's
1: Pastor David Kahiwat. Today we're looking at Malachi chapter 3. Verses 7 through 12. Malachi 3 verses 7 through 12, and we're continuing in our series on God's principles forgiving. This is the second part of a two part sermon series on principles forgiving. Malachi 3 verses 7 through 12 says, Even from the days of your fathers, you are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you said, Wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me, but but ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit, from uh, before the time in the field saith the Lord of hosts, and all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. All that we have is a gift from God, from our physical health to our financial wealth. Money is not the root of all evil, it's the love of money that's the root of all evil, 1 Timothy 6 verse number 10. Any institution, be it a church or a business that grows will need financial resources to keep it operating. Giving is prescribed by God and we're looking at His principles that we as believers ought to be following in order to glorify Him. Now, please don't get me wrong. This series is not a prosperity gospel that I'm teaching and preaching. We, what we are talking about is God's principles for giving. And it's necessary to educate our church periodically so that we are obedient to God and His word. For some, this series is a reminder. For others, it's a revelation. Either way, it's necessary to teach because God taught it in His Word, and we want to be true to teaching and preaching the whole counsel of God. In the first part of this series, we saw that the word tithe means a tenth. Therefore, to tithe means to give to God a minimum of a tenth of how He has increased us. Deuteronomy 14.22 says, Thou shalt truly tithe all the increase of thy seed, That the field bringeth forth year by year, and that phrase all the increase means that we are to tithe ten percent of our gross income. We also saw that above our tithes is giving in offerings. The problem with the nation of Israel in Malachi's day and the problem with churches today is that they were robbing God in both tithes and offerings. The work of God in the tabernacle and to provide for the needs of the priests were not being met. So last time, we saw several principles from Malachi 3. The first thing we saw was that when we give in tithes and offerings, we prevent God from being defrauded, verses 8 and 9. The nation as a whole was disobedient in not keeping God's ordinances, verse 7, and this included the areas of tithes and offerings. The word robbed means to cheat or defraud. And when we give in tithes and offerings, we don't defraud our God. Secondly, we saw that when we give in tithes and offerings, we put God preeminently. In Exodus 22:29, it says, Thou shalt not delay to offer the first of thy ripe fruits and of thy liquors. The firstborn of thy sons shalt thou give unto me. Tithing should be the priority in our financial pra- practices. We are to give to God first before anything else, and He will meet the rest of our needs. Doing this sends a message that we make Him preeminent. We can give weekly, bimonthly, or monthly as a regular reminder of His preeminence in our lives. And then the third thing we saw last time was that when we give in tithes and offerings, we prove God's promises. Verse number 10 says, Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. God is more than willing to prove Himself to us. No, we are not to tempt God to sin, but He does tell us to test His promises. He says, prove me now. That word prove means to test or to try. And God wants to show Himself on our behalf. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward Him. And so as we continue in our series, the fourth thing I want us to see is this. When we give in tithes and offerings, we profit from God's provisions. In verses 10 through 12, Malachi speaks of God's provisions. Their fields would be bountiful and all nations would call Israel blessed. And here we find three kinds of blessings to those who give in tithes and offerings by which they profit. The first blessing I want you to see is personal blessings. In verse number 10, God says, If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. It will be amazing in ways and places we would never dream of how God will provide for our needs. I was told by a friend of mine that in her divorce, she sold her home and split the sale with her ex. She was looking for a place, but couldn't afford any house. And then, because of her dark time, she started going to church. And Then her pastor, on her first Sunday there, preached on giving in tithes and offerings. She realized that she hadn't tied the increase from the sale of her house. She was afraid to tithe because she needed to put down a down payment. But when she realized that she was defrauding God, she tithed. 10% of the sale of her home. It was not enough. That what was remaining was not enough to put down on, on a down payment. But, in short, God provided her a promotion the following week. And that promotion enabled her to have more than enough to put a down payment on a house. You see, God will provide and pour out personal blessings. And God never changes. He will continue to bless us in unexpected ways and provide for us as we honor Him with our tithes and offerings. Not only can we profit through personal blessings, but secondly, we can profit through material blessings. In verse number 11, the scripture says, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. When God said that He would rebuke the devourer for your sakes, this means that their crops and animals wouldn't succumb to disease and failure. Now there are many ways that God rebukes the devourer in our day, most of which we may never find out until we get to heaven. Now the devourer is the wicked one, Satan, and God provides protection from him to us when we walk obediently in his ways. Proverbs 3 verse number 9 and 10 says honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of the all thine increase so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine out uh, with new wine excuse me when we honor the Lord with what he gives us God provides more than we will have room to contain our barns will be, will be filled and our presses or vats will overflow God wants to overflow us with blessings. And then the third type of blessing from which we can profit from giving to God in tithes and offerings is in spiritual blessings. In verse number 12 of Malachi 3, God says, and all nations shall call you blessed. This is another way of saying, I will honor you and lift you up. When we first sought ...to move from Point Loma to Kearney Mesa, we didn't know if we would have the finances to pay uh, for the entire three-year lease. And somebody proposed that we raise the money and get monthly support first before we sign the lease. Well, one of our men piped up by stating that giving is an act of faith and rather than making sure that the money was already in hand... Uh, before anything we did or before we acted, we should allow God to prove himself. We are so thankful for that. You see, there has been a spell when each month our church has been behind over $2,000 a month for our monthly budget. However, God has proven himself to continue to meet our needs. I remember just before 2021 was over in December The giving was over $20,000 just for the month of December. And then in the first couple of weeks of January of 2023, or excuse me, 2022, God provided over $70,000. We didn't engage in fundraisers and we didn't begin a GoFundMe account. Our church is blessed because the people who are the church are blessed when we are obedient to God in giving. God promises to bless individuals who honor him with giving. Now, the fifth thing that I want you to see in Principles for Giving is that when we give in tithes and offerings, we praise God in person. As we mentioned before in Proverbs 3, verse number 9, the Bible says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Giving in tithes and offerings is just another way for us to praise and honor God. And when we honor Him, we praise the person of God. Proverbs 3 verse 9 tells us to honor the Lord. How? With our substance, with our giving. Anytime we do something out of the ordinary in giving to somebody else or for somebody else, it brings that person honor. In the military, when we stand up and salute a ranking officer or uh, when we hold the door open for somebody else that is making a physical gesture indicating honor when we publicly demonstrate our giving to someone like giving to uh, selfishly uh, in our church through a, a christmas offering or however it might be we are deeply honored and we praise the lord in our giving that physical public gesture is a de- demonstration of a heart that honors someone else. My wife and I used to give bi-monthly, but then God worked on my heart that some Sundays I wasn't participating in the giving during the offering time, which is an act of worship. You see, giving is a part of worship. So I purposed to God that I would give publicly every week. And so what I did was I broke down our monthly increase Week by week, and that way, during our giving times, I had the privilege of honoring God in the worship of giving. It was an act of praise. This way, there isn't a week that goes by when we didn't praise the Lord, the person of God, through our giving. Physically and publicly, presenting our tithes and offerings to God is another way we can praise and honor Him. The sixth principle that we see for giving Is that when we give in tithes and offerings we personalize God's word. Second Corinthians sixteen two tells us upon the first day of the week let every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him that there be no gatherings when I come. Not only is giving an act of faith and worship, but it also must be a personal act. God gets personally involved with us when we personally choose to honor Him with the substance that He provides for us. 1 Corinthians 16.2 exhorts us to put aside the Lord's fund for the first day of the week. And the first day of the week is Sunday. When we give on Sundays, we are personalizing 1 Corinthians 16.2. And we are also told in Galatians 6.6, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth In all good things. That word communicate means to contribute to the support or share in the support. This means that when we have been taught in God's Word, we should share in our giving of tithes and offerings to those who teach us God's good things. It could be a missionary, it could be love offerings for evangelists, or giving to invited speakers at church. Everything in our relationship with God is first personal and then family and then corporate. The examination we will undergo at the judgment seat of Christ will be focused on our personal life. How did we honor God with our time, with our talents, and with our treasures? What did we do in our lives to honor Him rather than doing things for ourselves? Now folks, this isn't a scare tactic or a guilt tactic. This is merely a reminder that God wants to conform us to the image of Christ And his mindset. A joyful, prosperous life is not based on our church, but instead based on our personal walk with God and obedience to him. And one area of obedience is giving in tithes and offerings. The seventh principle that I want to share with you is this. When we give in tithes and offerings, we practice godliness. There are some things that are done in our local assembly as believers that are not in scripture. You're not going to find Sunday school in the Bible, nor will you find that there must be an evening service. I see nowhere in Scripture that we are to have Wednesday Bible studies, but I do see that we are to have prayer meetings and fellowship and koinonia with one another and go from house to house and, and assemble assemble with one another. Scripture also doesn't say that we have to have a handshake welcome time, although that's a, a wonderful practice to have. These things aren't necessary a practice aren't necessarily a practice of godliness, but rather they are preferences. And for some, they make it a tradition. However, when it comes to giving and tithes and offerings, God is very spe- specific and particular with it. We know exactly what we should do. We're supposed to. Uh, God wants us and expects us to give ten percent on the first day of the week. He wants us to prioritize tithes and participate in offerings god's people are those who want to obey god's word and godly people want to obey god's word giving and tithes and offerings should be perceived as something we sh- get to do rather than something we have to do Second Corinthians 9.7 says, Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Our gradual growth towards Christ-likeness and godliness is only accomplished by our continued obedience to God's Word in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the only way to measure godliness is in terms of how much of God's Word we apply and obey. The problem is not that we don't know what God, God's word expects of us. Our problem is that we don't obey and practice what we know God's word says. And we know God's word says that we are to give in tithes and offerings. Beginning to give in tithes and offerings is a challenging decision, I understand. But it is a blessing that we experience when we confirm in our own hearts that we have pleased God and done what he wants. And then the final thing I want to share with you on God's principles for giving is that when we give in tithes and offerings, we participate in God's word. When we give in tithes and offerings, we participate in God's work. Investing in God's work gives us all a sense of community. When we give in love offerings, we participate in that servant's work. When we give to missions, We participate in that missionary's work. Every soul saved, every saint that serves in the missionary's ministry is our participating in what God did in that work. When we give in tithes and offerings to our church, we participate in what God will do to build His church. So when we give in tithes and offerings... It is participating in God's work. Tithing to our local church gives us accountability. Not just us to the church, but also the church to us. This is why we have our annual budget meeting. To give account of what we as a church have done with God's money. The church should not be ashamed to present before the members what areas God's money is being used for. And at the same time, when we give to our church, it makes us accountable to the church. Now, let me close with this. If you are not tithing, let me encourage you to begin. Not because I say so, but because God's word teaches it. If you're not giving in offerings above your tithe, I want to encourage you. To do that as well. And I don't encourage you to give in tithes and offerings in order for you to get more from God. No, we ought to be giving in tithes and offerings because of who God is and because we love him and not money. The finances that we have is all a gift from God. Deuteronomy 8 18 says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth. I encourage you to remember God. When it comes to finances, it is God's finances. He's the one that gives us power to get wealth. So I encourage you not to defraud God by robbing Him in offerings either. Give above the tenth to missions, or when special speakers come, or to help meet in specific needs in the church. For instance, we might need some special offerings to purchase New equipment or replace old equipment. We might uh, we have specific needs in the church to raise money for a new building, a new location. Now if you already tithe, then pray if God wants you to, to give a little bit more. And behold what your God will do. I guarantee based on God's word that he will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there will not be room enough to fill it. The Bible tells us, the psalmist said, Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. God wants us to just trust Him with our finances. Open our mouths wide, and He will fill it with some form of blessing. Thank you for joining us in our Anchored in Christ radio program. Tune in next week, Saturday at 1130 a.m., And we will continue a little bit of a teaching on giving, and we will be talking about faith, promise, giving according to Scripture. Thank you, and may you be continued to be anchored in Christ. If you're looking for a church family where you can serve, I'd like to invite you to Anchor Baptist Church of San Diego. We are a Christ-centered, family-oriented ministry located at 8245 Ronson Road, Suite D, San Diego, California, 92111. Our services start on Sunday for Sunday School at 9.30 a.m. and our morning worship begins at 10.45. Then we have a brief time of fellowship before we begin our afternoon service at 12.15 p.m. Our midweek Bible study and prayer time is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. And if you or anyone you know is struggling with a destructive, addictive behavior, Anchor Baptist Church offers an addictions recovery ministry which is a Bible-based recovery program that provides freedom through the power of God and His Word. This program is called Reformers Unanimous, and we meet every Friday at 7 p.m. Also at 8245 Ronson Road, Suite D, San Diego, California, 92111. For more information, visit us at www.anchorbaptistchurchsd.org. That's www.anchorbaptistchurchsd. Or call us at 619-804-3413. That's 619-804-3413. Anchored in Christ is a radio broadcast supported by donations by faithful listeners like you. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you and you'd like to donate to this broadcast, please visit our website at www.anchorbaptistchurchsd.org. dot org slash giving and donate to anchored in christ radio broadcast thank you for listening and may god keep you anchored in christ you've been listening to anchored in christ with pastor david kihiwat
0: for more information visit anchor baptist church sd.org tune in next week at the same time for anchored in christ